my name is Daniel Silva, and I'm the new kid on the block, I guess. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I was thinking this morning when I was um, trying to be ready to come to church early. There was one year ago when we came to visit the church, and I remember uh, seeing Pastor John preaching that time. And I was kind of surprised because I want to hear, you know, uh, Pastor Mark preaching, you know, the senior pastor. And I said, well, let's, let's give it a shot to Pastor John. <laughs> and I was so happy to hear his message. And I say to myself, if this guy is good, his boss needs to be better. One of the things I noticed, uh, everybody here in the staff is so tall. But Pastor John is tall. And then next, I remember next week uh, of, that, of the last um, spring break, I met Pastor Mark, and he is so tall. And then we met uh, Simon, Pastor Simon, and he's so tall. And then I saw uh, Brother George, and he's so tall. <laughs> and I said, well, maybe it's a requirement to be part of the staff be six foot long. And then I met Pastor Chad. He said, no, it's not. <laughs> I love you, Pastor Chad. And here I am. It's very exciting for me to be part of this church. And in my heart, I, I believe uh, Crossridge is like a, see a picture of heaven. We are, we are here people from everywhere, different languages. And this is great. I can't imagine it uh, when I was, when we were looking for a church to worship, the only thing I have to do is, you know, I work here in the high school, and I never noticed uh, Crossridge. And can I, I can't imagine, I just need to walk, you know, cross the street, and now we are, we are here. Can you see English is not my first language? I know you can tell. <laughs> and I feel like, 20 years ago, when I preached my first sermon, when I was 17 years old. And it's the same feeling. Hopefully, it doesn't take the same time. I preached that time just seven minutes. <laughs> Maybe you're going early today. Let's pray together. Lord, you know my limitations. You know my English is... It's not my first language, but you know my heart. And I pray that you give me the opportunity to communicate your word. And I ask you this in Jesus' name, help me. Amen. Amen. A few years ago, I was in my parents' house. There was a summer. I was playing guitar in the porch. 
Then I saw a six, six years boy walking around his father's car with his hand in the back and speaking by himself. That was so weird to me to see that, you know, at six years old, you know, walking, like uh, thinking really hard, like uh, he had to make a big decision. And then, just, you know, I think that was so weird and funny at the same time. Next day, I remember I went to the same porch in my mom's house. And then when I was starting to play guitar, I saw the father of that little boy walking with his hand in the back and speaking by himself. And that's, that was so weird to me. And I think maybe it's a ritual, you know, it's a familiar tradition, I don't know. <laughs> and I asked my mom about that, you know, what's going on with the neighbors? And then my mom told me that the little boy has so much admiration for his father that he wants to imitate him in everything. This boy respects his father so much that he wants to be like him. In other words, this child's mission was to imitate his father in everything because he wants to be like him. Let me ask you a question this morning. Who is your role model? Who do you follow? Who do you want to be like? Matthew chapter 16, verses 24, Jesus said to his disciple, whatever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Sounds to me that Jesus is expecting from you and from me as a Christian to follow him. Actually, I believe there is not an option if we say we are Christians. We must follow Jesus. A disciple of Jesus, therefore, our mission is to follow him. To do this, we need to not only put aside what does not please him, we must meet, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but we must also imitate him. You know, it's very funny to me, but this is an opinion I have. Sometimes, you know, the world, people in the world, they know us as a Christian for all the things we don't do. But sometimes they don't have any idea about, about what we do. The New Testament, Testament is full example of an illustration of how to live according to God's mission. This morning we are going to study Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, verses 2 to 38. I don't want, uh, can you put it in the screen, please? 
And I want everybody to read together this morning. Can you do that for me, please? Let's start. Jesus continued. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion for them because they were hard to help them. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is painful. These verses teach us about three things that will help us to live in mission according to Jesus. I'm going to teach you one phrase in Spanish, and then when we go, you, you can say you learned something today. <laughs> Repeat after me. Yo vivo en misión. You want to know what that means? You can read your bulletin. Yo vivo en misión means I'm living in mission. That's my goal today. That everybody understand that God is calling us to live in his mission. For do that, we need to do one thing first. We need to go where the need is. Verse 35 confirmed that Jesus went, continued to all the towns and all the villages. This, this, was, this was very normal in Jesus' ministry. This was a priority for him. He, he took the time to meet the needy. Jesus said, Jesus did not expect them to come to him. Rather, he went to them. He went to, to live his mission. He, he, if, we, if, we, sorry. if we want to live his mission, we need to leave our comfort zone and go out and find those who are in need, physically and spiritually. You know, sometimes as a believers, we know what's going on around the world. And we know it's a lot of need over there. But I think we need to do something else. We gotta go out of our comfort zone and go and see what is a need. And I believe to do that, we need to consider two things. First of all, we need to be intentional. To be intentional, we must, both, we must be ready, willing to be used by God in any time and anywhere to share the gospel. That includes taking advantage of the opportunities that God presents to us to share the gospel but we must also be intentional looking for opportunities to share the gospel, to share the good news. You know, every day we have this opportunity. I work as a pastor for 23 years, as a full-time pastor. And two years ago, I made the decision to leave the church that, was, that, was, that, was, that I was the pastor, in, pastor of, of in, in Carlton. That was a hard decision to me because to do that, I had to leave 
my church and find a secular job. You know, and I believe in all these years, 20, 20, almost 23 years, I was living in a bubble. <coughs> Everything was Christian around me. I don't have, I mean, I don't have to hear people, I mean, using bad words or having bad habits or making, you know, bad decisions. Everything around me was so Christian. And when I started looking for a job, I was afraid because I know I have to, you know, meet people that they, they, they have a different opinion of me. But something that God is teaching me for the last year is if you really want to be a Christian, you need to go over there where there is a need. That's what Jesus did. If you want to do what Jesus did, we, we need to do the same. We need to go and meet the needy. But we need to have a plan. We need to do it intentionally. We also, we need to be prepared to show, to show God's love. Not only need to tell people about Jesus' love. We, need, we want, Jesus wants us to be the instrument to show people with our action how much he loved them. You know, it's really easy to say to somebody, Jesus love you. It's not right. Oh, Jesus love you. Actually, we have a bumper stickers to say that. We can wear a nice, you know, t-shirt. Say, Jesus love you. Jesus is bigger than your problems. Even we can, you know, have a, one of those fishes, fish, you know, put it in the trunk in our car. Be careful with that. <laughs> and, People know what that means. Right. <laughs> you have to start driving like a crazy with a, you better take that fish from the car. <laughs> we need to be prepared to show God's love. To do that, we need to make sacrifices. You know, it's really easy to tell people, God loves you. But it's a different story to go and tell people with our actions that Jesus loved them. But by the way, you know, we have some visitors tonight, this morning. Yes? No? Yes? Please come back next Sunday to hear Pastor Mark preaching. <laughs> Please. Please. We need to be ready then, to we need to prepare, we need to do whatever we have to do to show God's love to people. Number two, we also need to learn to see people as Jesus see them. I like, to, I like that you put attention, pay attention to this word, so, in Greek, which means pay attention. To, to understand, to learn, and to see the cause of what is happening. You know, when Jesus saw the crowd, 
Jesus wants to know what's going on with them. You know, we live so fast today. You don't think so? We don't have time for nothing. You know, the other day I was thinking, you know, thank God for the microwave. We, we don't have to wait. You know, here in America, we love dry truth. I mean, you just tell somebody, you know, whatever you want, you just give you a credit card, you pay. You say, thank you, man, you are great. <laughs> we don't like to talk to people anymore. You know, I'm an old-fashioned guy. My kids can tell you, really old-fashioned guy. You know, come to be part of the staff of CrossReach, I have to learn so many things. You know, I like to read books a lot, but I like to touch it. I like to smell it. You know, I'm, I'm a very old-fashioned guy. When my kids text me, I call them. <laughs> Isn't that right? I mean, sorry, uh, this is the way I am. And I know I have to learn. But, you know, I, I believe we are so far away from each other. How much time we take, you know, watching TV, texting, and we didn't talk with people anymore. Jesus went and meet the people. And he saw because he wanted to know what's going on with them. When Jesus saw the crowd, he understood what was happening with them very well. And when he, Jesus saw the, the crowd, he saw two things. I'm using uh, uh, the Christian standard Bible. And Jesus used two words. First one was when Jesus saw them, he saw they, they were distressed, troubled, stressed, worried, concerned, anxious, lost. You know, when we make the time, when we stop and we see people, we can, we can find a lot of things about people. Each of these words describe what Jesus saw in these people. He saw they were, they were lost and in need. You don't think if we put attention today, that's what we're going to see? People troubled, stressed, worried, concerned, anxious. Loss. Another word that Jesus used that was the, when he saw the crow, they were dejected, helpless, without a protection, without help, without hope. Each of these words describe what Jesus saw in these people. It seems to me that Jesus is describing the war in which we are living today. 
Jesus used an illustration to describe the magnitude of the problem that these people have. Jesus said, they are like sheep without shepherd. Jesus described the spiritual condition of these people, but also the spiritual condition of the religious leaders. And when we read these verses, we can say, oh, you know, these people was in trouble. But you know who else was in trouble? The religious people. The ones that are supposed to be helping these people. And I believe we are in trouble too. Because we are the ones that God called to go over there and tell these people that Jesus loved them and do something from them for them. You know what is the basic job of the shepherd? It was to pro provide protection, shelter, and food. That was what a shepherd do. Provide protection, shelter, and food. Once again, it's important if, that if we want to live in a mission, we must stop and look people. Only then we will realize the need in the lives of those who, who are lost. We must stop and see. And only by stopping and see is that we will, be, we, we will be understand the real need of those people around us. We must remember that Jesus, Jesus is not the best way. Jesus is the only way. If we don't go and tell them about Jesus, who else? Oh, the Bible say, if we don't do the job, the stones are going to come. You know what I believe? I am one of those stones. I grew up in a family that are not Christians. They don't believe in the gospel yet. Oh yeah, but they will. That's my faith. And I believe we don't have to wait that, you, that God do something like that. He can do it. You better believe it. He called us to tell others about Jesus. He, told, he called us to tell people we care about them. And we are willing to do something. We are willing to sacrifice ourselves. Take up our cross and follow Jesus. Remember, Jesus is not the best way. Jesus is the only way. Another thing we have to consider that if one of the legal mission is we must follow Jesus' example. Jesus' ministry was never passive. Compassion was always present in his ministry. If we want to live in a mission, we must exercise compassion. You know, I love this word compassion. You know, in Spanish, it's a lot of words you are not going to understand. But, but 
I was trying to, you know, to, 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 to put this together and I can explain myself about this war. And I do it in this way. Jesus wants us to not only feel sorry for those who are going through difficult times. We also, Jesus wants us to do something from them, for them. That's the difference from compassion and be sorry for, some, for, for, for somebody. When you feel sorry for somebody, you just have the feeling, that's it, nothing happened. But when you have compassion, you are willing to do something for them. And Jesus has compassion from these people. You remember, Matthew say that Jesus went to the villages and the towns and he teached in the synagogues, preaching the gospel, about, I mean the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. Jesus was willing to touch people. We wanna be, if we want to live in a mission, we must follow Jesus' example. We need to show people Jesus love you, love them, but we need to do something from the, for them. That is compassion. Jesus affirmed that the world we have is abundant and it's not easy. If you want to follow Jesus' example, you must and expect others to do it. You know, this is another thing happening in us. I'm going to put a simple example of this. You never be in a, a small group and, you know, or, or, or with some friends, you know, studying the Bible, and then somebody asks, who wants to pray? And nobody wants to pray. Like, uh, we're going to charge something. Why? Why do we want to pray? You don't want to talk to God? You notice that? You know, when you are in a small group, who want to pray? And nobody wants to pray. <laughs> I understand you ask, me, you ask me to pray in English. Man, it's hard for me to pray in English. I'm telling you. Because my heart speaks Spanish. And I know God speaks Spanish too. Don't expect others to do it. If Jesus is calling you, do something about it. Actually, I believe it's something for you, for you, over there. Another thing we have to do, you want to follow Jesus' example, we need to work together. You know, sometimes that is hard. You know why? Because everybody thinks they are right. To work together, we need to understand this is not a one-person job. Even, you know, that whole Bible is, is full of examples. The ministry is about community. Doing God's work together. 
And Jesus is really clear in this. We need to ask God for many respond to his call. And he's calling you. You know, it's, it's, it's not amazing. God chose me, this Mexican guy, with his broken English to tell you this. And, and you know what? And I believe, well, I know you put a lot of tension with Pastor Mark is preaching. But today, man, you had to do the sacrifice to understand me. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. What, what this guy is trying to say? If you catch two or three things, that's good, man. That's good. <laughs> and please, don't forget it. And do something with that thing. Well, we need to ask God for many to respond to his call. And God is calling you this morning. He wants he want you, you and your family. You know, one of the things that's amazing to me, you know, as I was wrestling with this, you know, I'm going to tell you, I want to confess something to you this morning. Next time, when Pastor Mark asks me to go to his office, I'm going to be really careful. But he's, come on, Daniel. Wait, brother, I'm going to pray first, and then I got to your office. <laughs> but I'm so happy with all my fears, with all, all my limitations, that God gave me the opportunity to come here in front of you and tell you that God is calling you to, to live in his mission. You and me. Thank you. You and me, we need to go where is the need. You and me, as a church, as a crossroads, we, we must see people as, uh, in the same way Jesus sees them. We must follow Jesus' example. If we have, if we have to do it together, we, we can wait. Somebody else wants to do it. We need to do it together, and we need to start praying that God send you and me. We need to call pray to God that many, many in this morning respond to his call. You don't want to glorify God participating in the growth of our church? Would you like to see his mission become reality? Would you like to see our community coming to know Christ? Wouldn't it be nice to see those around us being transformed by God? By the impact that you and me as a believer are making in our community through our living testimony of the gospel? God is calling men and women among us to go and proclaim the good news of the gospel locally and around the world. You don't like to see how God changed this pure fear and loneliness into peace, hope, redemption, and forgiveness? Let me tell you something. In these verses, Jesus don't, don't say 
he don't pray. God sent some angels, smart people, theologians, to go to come to help these people. You know what Jesus did? He said, God, let's pray. He told his disciples, let's pray that God send workers. You and me. And this is the time for an invitation. Maybe somebody here that, that you don't know yet about Christ. Maybe you, have, you don't have the experience yet to feel his love, his forgiveness, his redemption. Maybe today is the day. Maybe today God is calling you. And you can know about him more and more. And we are willing to help you. I'm going to ask, you know, uh, our uh, people to help us to pray, to come up. Maybe it's the time that Jesus is calling you to know him. Maybe you are a Christian for a long time. And today God is calling you to be part of something big. To go over there and tell others about his love. Doing something from them. Maybe God is calling this morning to you to go and meet those who are in big need. What about if we pray this morning? If you think God is calling you, just come forward. Here in front, brothers and sisters are willing to help you pray. Or maybe you just want to pray by yourself with your family and tell the Lord, you know, we are here. We, we, here I am. We want to do your job, Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray together. Let's stand up.